looking for the one pointer. Here it comes, I think. There it goes from Pearson. I'm changing it. It's there. The Dragons have won the one pointer in golden point by Rachel Pearson. Good delivery there from a dummy half. And Pearson nails the assignment. The Dragons defeat the Broncos for the very first time. 19 points to 18, the full-time score. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, a golden point wins everywhere. That was in the NRLW. Dragons 19, Broncos 18. And last night, of course, Valentine Holmes, the former Sharky, does the uh, field goal from about 45 metres out. Two-point field goal to win the game 32-30 for the Cowboys. Would have been tough for our next guest who loves his Sharkies. Phil Buzz, Roth, Phil Buzz. Good morning. Were you at Shark Park last night? Yeah, I was, mate. I, uh, I've never walked out of a football ground with such a gut-wrenching feeling. Mm. It was um, the most remarkable game of rugby league, but uh, after, what, what did they play, about 93 minutes? Um and then to see the player who uh, broke his contract to, to go and play NFL um, slam, it was a magnificent field goal, wasn't it, from a long, mm. long way out, about 43 metres. To to lose like that under those circumstances, to have the backup next week against a good side, um, and I, I think it might physically hurt them, you know, the, the, the fact it went extra time, then golden point. It was a really, really tough night, but... A couple of 50-50 calls didn't go Cronulla's mm. way. Um, I think Val Holmes took a dive um, when they disallowed the try to Connor Tracy for an obstruction. I think there was an important moment. Uh, Ronaldo was tackled in the air, uh, um, but didn't get the penalty. But anyway, look, it's finals footy, isn't it? And, yeah, it happens. Um, yeah. You've just got to accept that, you know, the bounce of the ball sometimes doesn't go your way and, Look, the Cowboys have done remarkably well, and it's a shame they had to be a loser. Buzz, I'm worried about the Sharks backing up after such a gut-wrenching loss physically after 93 minutes, but I think just as much emotionally as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dog. It'll it'll take a lot out of them. But look, the thing in Cronulla's favour is they've got a guy called Craig Fitzgibbon who is in line to be Coach of the Year, and... He has managed to get them up each and every game this year. They they, they haven't had a really... They've, they've lost games, but they haven't had a really, really bad performance. And I know sometimes when you... Well, physically, they, they, they will be doing it tough. When you hurt the manner in which they were last night, you know, maybe they'll just lift next week. There's a plenty of depth around the club. So, look, I, I think they'll field 17 fit players next weekend and... They'll play South or East. It'll be hard. It'll be either be at Arliot Stadium or at Acor. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a great mm. final again next week. But I just want to talk about the other other games. But just first, we had a text from Mitch from Robertson. I'm interested on in your take on this, Buzz. Typical in a row, we've had three great games of finals footy. And all we're hearing is people whinging about tickets or where it's played. Some very fragile people out there. Has there been too much concentration on venues and those sorts of things, Buzz? Oh, well, when you think about it, Ray, um, um, so many people, tens and tens of thousands of people have been locked out of the finals this weekend. Mm. So we spoke about this on the show last week. 
you don't run the Everest at Warwick Farm, do you? You, you run it at Ramwick because it's the best venue and it holds the biggest crowd. That's what you do with your big races. And look, I think Rugby League, rather than change the rules this year, which they couldn't, I think they've got to look at using the big stadiums next week because, look, I, would, I had a very stressful experience trying to buy my tickets to the grandstand last night for Cronulla. I eventually got them, but I And I looked around. It was a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere with 12,000 people there. But you know what? The facilities weren't up to it. Walking out of the ground, it was a, almost a crush to, you know, to leave. It was, And the, the week before, I was at the New Alliance, and everything was so comfortable. Mm. I love tribalism. I love suburban grounds. They've got a place in rugby league, but I think we've got to get to a stage where finals are played at the big stadium. And I think to entice the clubs to get on board with this, they've got to start sharing gate-taking, particularly week one of the finals with the club. It, did you happen to hear our interview with Sean Garlick? As an ex-player, he he doesn't mind the current system for week one of the finals. He believes it's a reward for those teams that finish top two. They deserve that home final. Yeah, look, I do, but um, how do you feel for the... 40,000 people who couldn't get to Penrith and Parramatta. Yeah, it's a vexed argument, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's a lot of people, right? Mm. That's a lot of people. 40,000 people couldn't go to that game the other night. Mm. They would have got over 60 at Acor. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, it's really funny as you get older, Buzz, you tend to change your views a little bit. Yeah. I was always a supporter of suburban grounds, but with all due respect to Cronulla, that, that's embarrassing. For a semi-final, when we look at Fox Sports News this morning, you see 90,000 at the MCG yeah. and we get a crowd of 12. Mm. I mean, that's embarrassing for the game. And it's no one's fault, Buzz. I'm not blaming the NRL. I'm not blaming the Sharks. I'm just saying, as a game, wholly, that is embarrassing. Yeah, and look, suburban grounds on a Sunday afternoon, there is nowhere else like it. Correct. They are really, really... And I don't mind. Look, a game will sell out to the suburban ground during the year, but... I just think with finals, Ray, and look, to compensate those clubs like Penrith, if they're playing power, move the game to Acor or Arlington, but give Penrith half of the gate. That's their reward for finishing as minor premiers. Give Cronulla half the gate to play that game last night at Arlington. That's their reward for finishing second, the financial reward rather than the home ground advantage reward. Buzz. But it's a big issue, but I hate seeing people not being able to go to the football. Buzz, in your column, What's the Buzz in today's Sunday Telegraph, you have written this. Is the NRL finally about to pull Phil Gould into line for his disgraceful comments on the Tail and May court case? Then you write, maybe, maybe not. Just enlighten us on what you have written this morning. Well... Everyone saw what Phil Gould said on social media that uh, Taylor May should be congratulated for an assault on a teenager in a Queensland pub that the magistrate described as cowardly and reprehensible. So Phil Gould comes out and says he should be congratulated. Gus will always hide behind the fact he's a Channel 9 commentator and he's entitled to have his opinion. However, this wasn't on Channel 9. It was on his personal Twitter account. He is the boss of an NRL club, and I find his comments shockingly irresponsible. Really, really poor. 
And the next time a Canterbury Bulldogs player gets into a blue at a pub, is he going to sweep it under the carpet, not do anything about it, congratulate the player? This is outrageous. It really is. What will the NRL do, Buzz? Will they take action? Well, they're scared of him. A lot of people are scared of Gus. He's the most powerful man in rugby league outside of Peter Volandi. They're scared of him. Can you imagine the integrity unit going out to interview Phil Gould? Please. Gus wouldn't turn up. (laughs) He wouldn't. But you know what? I think they should do something about it. I think if another official said it... What would happen in racing if, if... Chris Waller, he's the most powerful man in racing, isn't he? Yep. Imagine if he said one of his stable hands had got, let's congratulate. Would it be tolerated? Would no. it be tolerated in any other sport? No. Now, seriously. Mm. Now, we'll, we'll stay tuned on that one. Hey, Buzz, also in your column today, really interesting article about uh, one-week concussion stand-downs. Now, this has obviously been highlighted with Cam Murray uh, yes. Lucky to play today. Parramatta supporters are desperate for Mitchell Moses to be fit Friday night. The NRL have come down hard on concussion the last 12 months and particularly headshots. Where, where does the game sit in relation to a mandatory stand-down period, Buzz? Well, this is really interesting because the world-leading professor, Chris Levi, um, who is an NRL consultant, is now suggesting that there should be an automatic one-week stand-down for any player who suffers concussion, which would have meant, if introduced now, Cameron Murray would not be playing for the Rabbitohs this afternoon or Mitchell Moses would not play for the Parramatta Eels against uh, Canberra next weekend. It's a really, really interesting one. Um, There is a... Chris Levi talks about the fact they rely in these examinations they do on concussed players, they rely on a self-reporting symptom. And what will happen while players are professional athletes and they know the importance of, you know, brain injuries and treating concussion seriously, there's a situation, if there's a lot riding on a particular game, the player could hide symptoms easily. Do you think Mitchell Moses will play next weekend no matter what? So what Chris Levi, Professor Chris Levi is suggesting is that we take it out of everyone's hands. We we minimise the risk of error in a clinical assessment of the players. Just make it automatic one week. Now, Rugby Union do this. In boxing, it's 30 days. I, uh, I worry about these guys long-term, Ray. Four mm. concussions for the Cameron Murray, you know, this year, yeah. and what two or three months? Yeah, I know. It is a worry. I think it's a an extra safety first measure. Buzz, I want to ask you. I'm always fascinated about sport and broadcast stories. You've written yep. here that the A League has been kicked off Channel 10's main channel as a result of terrible ratings. Yeah. Instead, two games will be shown on 10 Bold, and the women's comp has been bumped off free to air altogether all screened on the network streaming services. So, gee whiz, that's drastic action. That would indicate yeah. clearly that the ratings are, are, are appalling. Yeah, they are. Look, Australian soccer, as I've written, is in a world of pain. And, um, look, they'll be looking for a lift out of the, the World Cup in Qatar in November, which normally um, creates enough interest uh, in Australia to boost participation numbers and interest in the A-League. But, look, 
youth went back to the halcyon days of uh, Sydney FC versus the Wanderers and 43,000 at Arlington Stadium, Del Piero, huge ratings on Fox Sports. Mm. And look at the competition they now have. I think it all coincides with the departure of the Lowy family. Frank Lowy, what a great leader he was. And, um, and, and I think the game's dying a slow death, the A-League, and I hate saying that. But when they are kicked off free-to-air, as you said, and put onto a secondary channel. We might have lost Buzz there, did we? Sorry? Oh, no, got you there, Buzz. Here you got you. Yeah. I just lost you for yeah. a second. Yep. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, and when you look at the girls' competitions and how well the NRLW and AFLW are going, and see that the girls in the Soccer A-League are been reduced now to a streaming service, uh, I mm. I think the game's in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully there's, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Hey, Buzz, or light in the mood, Willow from Windsor's chimed in. If there was, an, I don't know if you listened to the quiz this morning, Buzz? I did, mate. I'm okay. sorry, no. Well, you'll, you'll get the gist of this. If there was an integrity commission for the quiz... They'd be busy. You did your best there, Dino. Go the Panthers, Willow from Windsor. Let's just what say that. Oh, they're accusing me of all sorts of unsavoury allegations, Phil. Probably which, right. which, what have you? What have you? Oh, done? they claim I have an they upward. Claim. They upward inflection when it comes to multiple choice. They're, okay. they're suggesting I'm cheating to win the quiz. It's worth listening to the podcast. Well, Buzz has known me for thirty-five years. Is that in my character, Phil, to cheat to win? You tell me. Well. No, in a word, yes or no? Buzz, uh, before you answer that, remember there were three cartons of beer um, well, at stake here. That's the answer. Yes nine, or no? Nine times out of ten in the 35 years I've known you, you are an honourable man. <laughs> but? But I have seen you in desperate situations play around with the truth and the facts just a little oh. bit soggy. I have. Can we not talk about yeah, <laughs> playing around with the truth when it comes to oh, journalism? Please. Please, never get the facts. Let the facts get the uh, exactly. story. Exactly. Hey, Buzz, we better get back to the football court. It's a cracking game this afternoon between oh. the Roosters and the Rabbits. Are you going out, Buzz, and what, what, what are your thoughts? Mate, Who wins? I'm just trying to build out my column so okay. I can get yep. out there. Um, mm-hmm. Won't it be a fantastic day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hope the, uh, I hope the queues and everything aren't as bad as they were at Shark Park last night. But, uh, look, I think South can upset them. They've basically got three origin players coming back. Cook, Murray, Campbell Graham's origin. He's in the 20-man squad every year. I think they can nail them without Manu, but it'll go down to the wire. It'll be another wonderful game of rugby league. Yep, can't wait for kick-off, 4.05pm. Hey, Buzz, appreciate your thoughts as always on a Sunday morning. Enjoy the game this afternoon. We'll talk next Sunday. On you, guys. See you, Mr. Honour.